It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hey there, friends. Uh, Welcome back to Beyond the Building. We are in November, and we are in our second month of our series that we are calling God Says. What a big, big title for a podcast series that only goes two months. But Deb and I have been having so much fun looking into what God says to us and asking the Lord what he wants us to share that he's been speaking. And today our episode is called God Says, and maybe we could call it God Asks, Why Are You So Afraid? And as I was really praying into this topic of why are you so afraid, I was really reflecting on the fact that we live in a world that is seeking peace in places where there is unrest and disunity. And honestly, if we look at so many things in our families, in our lives, in our communities, in our world, um, there are things that we face that would want to put us in a place where we're afraid. And I feel like in the places where we face fear, God would speak into our stories to each of his children. Why are you so afraid today? Now, Deb, we um, referenced in the month of October that you and I had uh, some different types of podcasts that we had put together when we were asking the Lord for, um, you know, what are you saying, God? And and I remember laughing about the fact that sometimes it's a cold brew and sometimes it's a sweet pumpkin latte. And well, honestly, I was definitely the cold <laughs> brew one. <laughs> yeah. And I was a little more sweet pumpkin latte. I think today um, this is sitting down and having both with a friend. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're right. Sharing you're- a pumpkin latte and sharing a cold brew half and half, right? Yeah. Give me some extra cups. Yeah, it really (laughs) does. And I love that. I think God's word is always, well, we know it's, you know, it's always speaking to our hearts. So anyway, I'm excited to see what he has for us. Well, I think I'm actually excited. You and I mentioned so many times about God's word being alive and you can never exhaust Amen. um, what his messages are. And so I know you're just bursting inside because when you took a look at the scripture that you have studied and taught. I don't even know how many times, Laura, Mm -hmm. and I could say the same thing. God showed you something new today. Mm -hmm. And when he shows you something new, those of you who have seen Laura Prano speak, you know, she starts stomping her feet, (laughs) clapping her hands and her voice gets loud and crisp. And that's, that's probably where she's going because man, he showed you a gem and this is going to be, and this is fresh. This is really fresh for you and I. And I'm so excited for now. They're like, what, what is she talking about? Coffee? Or is she actually talking about the word of God? Go ahead. They're like, just read the passage. (laughs) They are so excited. All right. So am I. All right. Mark chapter four. It's a familiar story. And it says on the same day when evening had come, uh, he, Jesus said to them, the disciples, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, peace, be still. 
And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, the disciples, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared him exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the waves or the sea obey him? Wow. So here we are looking at the scripture and these disciples are like regular people like you and I, and they are literally in the boat with Jesus. It's not like they're in the boat with someone they just met Mm -hmm. or someone they didn't really know. I mean, they knew Jesus. They had walked with him. They had seen the miracles. They've eaten with him. They've listened to his teachings. They are followers of Jesus. And if you and I are believers where we've believed and received Jesus as our savior, this is us. Yep. Right. As well in the boat. But here's the thing. If you go back to that scripture, Jesus says, let us cross over to the other side. He told them, get in the boat. Yes. He set them up. Yes. Yes. And, and this is a little too close to home for me and then maybe for our listeners too. Cause if we go into the backstory here of Mark four, Mark four is a big, huge, ginormous day of ministry for Jesus and the disciples. And so they are exhausted. It's nighttime. They are tired. They are ready for some rest. They're followers of Jesus. They've been doing the right thing. And Jesus says to them, all right, We've had a big day here. Let's get in the boat together and we're going to go to the other side. And they get into the boat, right? They are obedient followers of Jesus. They have just served. It's the it's in nighttime and they enter and they encounter a ginormous storm. It's nighttime, they're tired, and they are now in a storm, not just a little storm, but a massive storm that is actually filling the boat with water. I mean, they were so excited they were going to get a rest. And he was calling them away with him. And now they are in the middle of this massive storm. And and I wonder if sometime we don't all feel like that in our stories, right? We're doing the right thing. We're following Jesus. And he takes us to a new place. And boom, we encounter a huge storm. Like, what is going on here? Oh, I mean, personally, as well as people that we, you and I have taught in Bible studies, people are taking steps in obedience. Yes. For the, maybe for the first time going, all right, I'm going to obey God. And it is the heavens open up and it's not blessings. Yes. Right. It's like a, a monster storm. And how can you not say, wait a minute. Yes. I was doing what you asked me to do. I mean, that raises some doubt. Yep. It's confusing. And then they look at you and I as teachers going, this makes no sense. Yes. I thought you said, right, that God's protection and his provision. Yes. And, and that's all true. But looking at the scripture, that's a, that's an example of they followed what he said. And now yep. they are really in a tough, tough, they're in a tough boat, right? They really yep. are in a tough situation. But look, what did they do? They went right to Jesus. Yep. And these were seasoned fishermen too. These were not people that go, oh my gosh, it's raining. Like, what do we do? This was a massive storm, but kudos to them. At least they ran to the right person. That's right. But in running to the right person, Jesus, they still were operating in the flesh, meaning their own processing it with their mind, trying to figure it out because they shout at Jesus, don't you care? If we drowned. Yeah. I mean, this is shouting something to Jesus who just performed some incredible miracles. 
you know, he's, he's already yep. showing he can do the supernatural. So they, I'm kind of laughing. Like they actually woke him up. They woke up the Messiah and they're saying, like, don't you care about us? Yeah. Why are yeah. you letting us down? I mean, this is a series called God says, but actually the disciples are speaking right now. And yeah, that's right. The God says this part is his response to their panicked. I need, I demand to know why, like what's happening. That's right. That's right, man. This is good stuff, Debbie, because this is this is us, right? Here we find ourselves in a storm. We run to the right place. We say the wrong thing because we are operating out of our flesh because we're in the middle of chaos. Mm-hmm. And what does Jesus do? Of course, we love the fact that he's a God of mercy and grace. He gets up. Actually, some of the passages says he rises up. And I have to say that I, I took that word rises up pretty literally. And we know in the scriptures that when Jesus rises up, right, big things happen throughout the scripture. So he rises up from this place where he was asleep and he speaks. So our, our topic is God says. And so we want to know what is Jesus going to say here? It's so interesting because he says, peace, be still. But if we look at the passage, the first thing that Jesus says is actually to the storm, to the challenge, the thing that the disciples are afraid of. It's not what he speaks to the disciples. And man, don't we want, don't we want in our crisis times for God to speak to us, right? And we talked about that last week, that he does speak to us. We do get to hear his voice. But so interesting that when God says in the middle of their struggle, something profound, he says, peace, be still. And he's speaking directly, not to the disciples, but he's speaking to the storm. He's speaking to the challenge. Mm-hmm. And when I looked up this peace, be still, this is this is the aha moment, right, that I had. Because the, the word for peace in the original language is in the Greek. It's actually a word. I never would have imagined this. It's a word that means to hush something. And to give something an inability to speak. Now, can I just sit there for a minute and just say, (laughs) what? Like, what? Jesus is speaking to the thing that is bringing fear into the disciples' stories. He's speaking and he's saying, hush, you storm, no longer have an ability to speak, right? And then he says, be still. And that phrase be still means to put a muzzle on something. So Mm. Jesus is speaking to the storm first. And what does God say? God says, look, storm, you have no more ability to speak. In fact, I am putting a muzzle on your ability to speak fear into the disciples who are in this boat in the middle of this storm. That. First of all, this is what I wanted to see happen to you when you get all <laughs> the arms. jacked up. <laughs> this is so, I can't help it, Debbie. I know it. It just makes, just makes me smile. I've watched over so many years when the light bulb goes off, right? God is mm. up in the heavens going, here she comes, here she goes. <laughs> but I mean, let's, let's personalize this. God is speaking to the very thing that's causing fear for us. So yep. think about it. What is it? What is it that's been causing you fear when God is coming in to speak? He's speaking to that very circumstance, that voice that is coming at you. That is not the spirit of God voice. He's coming right at you. And he's saying, you need to put a muzzle on it. 
Amen. That's right. That's Not right. To you, but to the thing that's causing you fear. And he tells it to keep staying silent. That's right. He's in control of all things. So he knows where the thoughts are coming, whether it's the world, our flesh or the enemy, and how that can really rouse us up right into anxiety. And he's going right to that voice saying, you need to be quiet. Amen. You need to be quiet. Amen. Um, and he, May I just, may I, I'm now I'm getting all excited because I keep thinking of those random times that the enemy kinds to speak to me. I need to just remember to run to Jesus and let him do the dirty work, right? That's it. Yeah. That's it. He's, he speaks to the enemy and he says, he says, be still, which means stop speaking. Right. God says, stop speaking to the enemy. Right. And the enemy has no choice but to obey what, what the one who is sovereign and in control has to say. So this pretty much blows my mind, Debbie, because honestly, I've never looked up these words before, but this is life-changing for me. Because when I hear the phrase, peace be still, for some reason, I always think about the fact that the waves calm down, right? That the motion stopped. And so many times when we say peace be still into a situation, like we're just, we just want those waves to stop in our story. Mm -hmm. And while yes, in this story, the wind and the waves did stop. Ultimately, the ultimate thing that happened here is that when Jesus spoke to the storm, he silenced the storm's hold over the people. That's right. Right. When he says, peace, be still, he was talking to the storm, defeating the hold or the fear that he had over the disciples. And we can take it into our story as well. Because, you know, there are circumstances that come up in our lives where we run to the father and the circumstances do not stop. That's right. Yeah. Right. The, the crazy continues. But what he silences is the enemy's voice in the midst of that that's storm. That's right. That's right. And you can weather the storm that's still raging, but without living in that fear. Yep. Because the enemy's control over your thinking, that's what that's what God has shut down at that point. So all right, so he speaks to the storm first. He speaks to the enemy. And then he speaks to the disciples. He turns and he looks at them. He turns and he looks at us, his followers, and he says, this is what God says to us. I think this is the latte. Right? <laughs> yeah, this is right. The latte. That's right. The other one was that's the, cold right. brew. the cold brew to the enemy. The cold brew to the enemy <laughs> and the latte for you and me. He says, right. why are you so afraid? Mm. How is it that you have no faith? He's not telling the, the followers, disciples, you need to be peaceful. You need to be still. No, that was to the storm. He looked at the disciples and he goes, why are you so afraid? Amen. Where's Amen. your faith? Amen. And then to his followers, he asked a question, right? In the middle of the storm, he's like, I get that the boat was filling up with water and I get that the waves were high, but I was right here with you in the boat the whole time. Mm -hmm. Why are you operating in fear of over the voice of the enemy when you should be operating in faith where is your faith in the middle of your storm if we are followers in jesus right we're in the boat we're doing the thing we're in we're, we're in the way of jesus and here where is your faith and if we take that to ourselves today you know if we take it back to the beginning that we talked about in the, in the intro really to today's podcast there are a lot of places in life right now that cause us to be afraid and what we need to remember is that at the cross, guys, Jesus already put 
a muzzle on what the enemy was doing, right? He has already silenced the enemy. Jesus is living in the victory. And our response to the enemy's attempts to bring us down and keep us in a place of fear, our response needs to be moving away from that fear, a lack of fear, and an increase of faith. Because, you know, I know we've all read in the word of God that faith and fear cannot coexist. Right. You are either living in a place of faith or you are living in a place of fear. We get the opportunity to decide what we're going to do. We need to have a lack of fear and an increase of faith in the places where we're encountering storms because Jesus has already silenced the enemy. He has already spoken to the enemy. Peace be still. We get to live in the victory of what he did on the cross, the victory at the grave when he rose up, right? And defeated death. We live in that victory today. So if you really believe that and you can embrace that, then the next storm that comes, write the story differently. Mm-hmm. So the storm comes up. Let's just say, let's go back to the disciples. Let's say they're, they're caught in this horrific windstorm. What if, number one, they ran to Jesus like they yep. did the first time, but instead of freaking out, they said, hey, just wanted to wake you up. Could you do us a favor? And stop the storm. That's right. Because we're sinking. (laughs) Right. But we know that you have authority over the storm. How different would that be? Mm. Right. We wouldn't be doing this podcast if that's what (laughs) they had done. Yeah. Well, we should, we should have that approach. Mm. How often do storms come up in our Mm. own lives and we run to God, but we're panicking. Mm. What if we have the storm, we run to God and we go, I am choosing to embrace the following scriptures that I know to be true about you. And I'm asking for you to step in, silence the enemy. She remind me of who you are and your plan for my life. I choose, I'm making a choice to not go down the crazy train of fear and anxiety. Amen. That's right. And you know, there are times in our story uh, and there were times in the disciples story as they continued on in their story where the storms don't stop. Right. Right. And so the disciples had a choice. I love, I love what you just shared. What if they had gone to Jesus and said, master, there's a storm. We know you're able. Will you calm the storm? And if at this moment, you're not going to calm the storm. Can we stay next to you on the boat? That's right. Can we stay next to you on the boat? That's all. That's faith over fear, regardless of the circumstances. Again, I love what you just said. We, would, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it had gone that way, right? right. We've definitely been all latte on that one. But you know, what can we do in our story to increase our faith and decrease fear or get rid of fear and live in the way of Jesus with this? I looked up the definition for faith and I love this. Honestly, this is also from the, the Greek and the Strong's Concordance, but faith is a strong, unwavering conviction. And we can just stop right here that Jesus is the Messiah that he is the one we get eternal salvation from, that he is the, only, the he is the God who exists. He is the creator and ruler of all things. So that is a huge, huge phrase there. But how do we increase our faith? How do we build the unwavering conviction that Jesus is the Messiah, that we only are saved through him and that he exists 
He creates and listen, he rules over all things. That allows us to know that even when the storms are going on, he is still the ruler of all things. And I really think that the way we build this unwavering conviction, how we live in faith instead of in fear, is that before the storm, we set our feet in a place of faith so that when the winds blow, we won't go to fear, but we will stand unwavering. You know, when you're walking in a strong unwavering conviction, Deb, and when you're walking in a place that you're not certain about, like, you know, when you're driving someplace and you know the way to get there, sometimes do you ever get to the other side? And you're like, oh, I don't remember making that turn. Right? <laughs> it's automatic. Right. But then when you're going someplace you've never been before, I don't know about you, but I'm constantly like, was that the left? Was that 100 feet? Or is this 300 <laughs> feet right when the GPS I'm, I'm, I'm wavering right. in right. how I'm going to get to my destination. Faith doesn't do that. Faith is a strong, unwavering conviction that he is who he says he is. And that's what we want to set our feet in before we get into the storm. So we respond in the boat a little bit differently. And faith is a muscle. So mm-hmm. what may be a trial as a mm-hmm. new Christian, you put into practice. I run mm-hmm. to Jesus. I want to be present with him. Mm-hmm. I want him to take care of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's something small. And I yep. see that he does it. Yep. And then I continue to grow and it's a bigger storm and a bigger storm. You look at some of these giants of the faith and you're like, how the heck did they get to that point? It wasn't by starting with a giant storm. Yep. That's right. It was small things. And and then what happens is it each time that you run to him and, and you ask him to deal with the enemy for you, it builds your faith. And then you're not starting at ground zero on the next time there's a storm Mm -hmm. because you have something that you can remember back. Mm -hmm. I remember what he did before. And therefore I'm going to just, I'm going to be quicker. It becomes a habit, becomes a new way of handling when the storm comes. And that's, that breaks the stronghold of, um, let me panic. Let me panic. Let me panic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a Facebook group and you had a post on there that, I mean, I love it by Lisa Bevere. It says, let's get so much scripture in us that when we are pressed, it's the first thing that comes out. Mm. The more scripture I, I read, I meditate on it. I get his revelation and then I transform, right? It's that, that series of really learning how to take the word of God inside of us. It just becomes part of who we are. And that is our first go-to that comes out when the storms come because he's taught us this. We've lived it already. And now we're applying it. You know, these disciples, they had, they really hadn't been with Jesus that long. They were walking with them, but they weren't acting on what they had already learned. It, it, this was part of the process, right? Yep, they they yep. were just learning it as they were going. How much greater will our response be when we walk with him more time and we live out what we've been learning? It becomes our go-to. Amen. You know, I, I bet that they, uh, thought about that storm. And I wonder if in the book of Acts, right, when they were sitting around their tables and the the church was growing and they were seeing people healed, I wonder how many times they thought back to that storm and uh, remembered what Jesus spoke into their life that probably built their story to the place where they are today, because they were certainly place, uh, facing a lot of things that could have caused them fear. And that storm Probably. And I love how God uses our weaknesses and even the places where we fall, because I wonder if in the book of Acts, they looked back and they were like, never again. That's right. Never again. 
Mm-hmm. We are not going to fall into fear. We're going to be people of faith. When mm-hmm. the water rises in the boat, we are still with Jesus, right? And, and I love that they had the Holy Spirit in them now, leading them, guiding them, right? Speaking, they, he was the power that they were living in. How many times are like, no, 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 we are mm-hmm. not going back. We're not doing that again. That's and right. the confidence that they probably lived in because they had endured that storm and God spoke a word into their story. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what's so powerful about this podcast series is that when God speaks a word into our story, we gain a greater confidence in who he is in who we are in him and what he's doing in our place. And I'll tell you, I know you'd probably say the same thing. The places where I have failed in the past, when I start walking into situations like that, again, I'm like, Oh no, no. Oh no, no. We're not doing we are again. not going back there again. Yeah. I am living this out one time. Mm-hmm. I'm turning the other way and mm-hmm. I'm done with that part of my story. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you, I, I know there are multiple places where I go, no more, no more. We're not doing that double. So I, I love the fact that God speaks to us. I mean, mm-hmm. this is honestly, this is eye-opening for me. And I am so gr- grateful for um, what God speaks to us in his word. Like, I, I don't want to be a person who lives in fear. I want to be a person who lives in faith. I want to be a woman. I think one of the reasons Deb, I, I raise my hand so much and like talk loud and stuff is because God is building in me a strong, unwavering conviction. And that's the way I express it. Right. And I, I think that's how we all are. When you know that God is building that strong, un, there's a boldness that comes with that. Absolutely. We all live out our boldness in different ways, but that's, I guess that's how I live out my boldness, but I am so grateful for the faith that God allows us to have. Right. It's the faith in him. Uh, that we get to live out. So praise God. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you, Jesus. You, know, you want to go back and ask God, why did you lead me to the boat that mm. led me to the storm? Mm-hmm. Because God was looking at the lives of the disciples mm-hmm. with a Amen. macro lens. Amen. And he said, you think this storm is bad? You ain't seen nothing coming yet. You know that what I mean? That is the truth. What's coming is much larger. And because I love you, I am using this to prepare you. Absolutely. For what is coming. Absolutely. And I'm going to prove to you that I have authority in this storm and you're going to walk it out differently because when the really big storm hits the fan, yes, you need to know that I have authority over that too. Yes, man. So good. So really makes me want to go back and look at this passage again, because you know, it's a whole new, whole new, um, a whole new dialogue and application, Mm. right? Seeing the spirit with looking at the reads that we can pull out of it. Fascinating fascinating ah well that was too fun we need to do this again next week laura and um actually next week the god says that we're going to be uh, focusing on is i don't know what kind of coffee you would call it but it's um, god <laughs> says i want you to imitate me mm. i want you to imitate me mm, I love so that. i i that's such a challenging word i love that in a so culture much. that wants to ignore god I God love is that. saying, I want you to imitate me. So thank you everybody for joining us today on Beyond the Building. So from Laura, from Deb, we just want to say thank you. Share this um, with your friends, especially those who think they have already read that passage and been there mm-hmm. and done that. Mm-hmm. There's something new, right? There's something new God wants Absolutely. to encourage a heart with. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Till next week, have an amazing middle of November. Bye-bye. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.